Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book. Not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Uh, this morning, you'll be hosted by me, Bob Young, your Christian junkyard guy. And uh, also with us this morning is Jerry Mathis, your Christian body shop and record service guy. Uh, good morning, Jerry. Hey, good morning, Bob. It's great to be in here with you. Hey, we miss Robbie, but it's also, man, I honor and privilege to be in here with you. Thank you very much, brother. We've had a good run at it, and uh, hopefully we can pull off a great show this morning. Um, we're live today, and we'll be taking calls at 866-348-7884. If you have any questions or comments during the show, just give us a call at 866-348-7884. Our intended topic today is the prodigal vehicle. I say intended topic because sometimes we start in one direction and God will slap us and turn us around and head us somewhere completely different. So we try to remain flexible, and it seems to work a lot better that way. And uh, it's kind of like life. You can make all the plans you want, but uh, pretty good chance some of that's going to change for you. <clears throat> when I say prodigal vehicle... Many of us have owned a vehicle that we had to spend excessive amounts of money on. Seemed like every day or every other day it would require a fistful of dollars. My ultimate pit money pit was a rollback we bought two years before I even had the junkyard. <clears throat> now this truck had been worn out twice before, at least twice before I ever got a hold of it. And the number of cars I was moving with it, this poor truck never had a chance. We patched and fixed and welded and welded and patched and fixed. And and it just seemed like it was a never-ending thing how much money we spent on that old truck. It was a 1986 Ford F-350. We used to kid about it being a 350 I was three days on the road five days under the hood and zero dollars but uh, <laughs> it was a it was a tough truck but we'll get back to old blue later in the show when we started preparing for today's show <clears throat> we were doing so because Robbie and the guys from the masculine journey show have a boot camp this weekend the boot camps are awesome things uh, my son Rob and I intended, attended one together, and it was just such a great experience. It was a great bonding experience for father and son, and we met a lot of other guys. and And had a, they do some really great stuff at these boot camps. And I've uh, been to that one for the whole weekend, and I visited and spoke at a few of them. And we just had a had a really great time. It's a great thing. But in preparation for being away at the boot camp, Robbie made arrangements for Jerry and I to be here today. But what he didn't know was that on Tuesday of this week, his father would pass away. Our deepest condolences go out to the family and friends of Mr. Robert Bruce Dillmore. That's Robbie's dad. Uh, I believe he went by Bob. But um, and 
a special condolences to our dear brother, Robbie. Uh, he's such a great guy, and uh, losing a parent is is a really hard thing to deal with. But um, <clears throat> his his father had been in bad health, and uh, I believe was 88 years old. Yeah, I think 88, and, and you know, as you talked about him being in bad health, you know, up until then, I mean, up until about 86, 87, he was still involved with uh, in the car industry and as a consultant and 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 I'm kind of getting you off track here, Bob. But I can always remember the first time I ever met him. His uh, he had been in an auto accident right when he had moved to North Carolina to be closer to Robbie and and that part of the family and stuff. And and he had uh, come to the shop had been rear-ended in his car, but instantly I know where Robbie got his love for vehicles and just wanting to talk about vehicles. Every time he would come into the shop, he'd want to talk about the repair process and, and what was doing and new changes in the industry. I mean, it was just always a joy, and you could always see that passion and love for the automobile industry. I never met him, but um, I heard Robbie mention him several times, and uh, I, I feel like it's my loss that I didn't meet the man because uh, Robbie definitely has a passion for the vehicles. and um, He got it honest, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got a, <clears throat> excuse me. I got a text from Robbie last night, and he wanted me to make sure that everyone make sure to tell everyone that his father's funeral is tomorrow at three p.m. That's Sunday, March twenty fourth, at uh, Central Baptist Church in Oak Ridge. That's at three o'clock Sunday, March twenty fourth, which is tomorrow at Central Baptist Church in Oak Ridge, North Carolina, and that he would love to see everyone that can make it there. Um, I know Robbie's going to speak, and um, it's such an honor to speak at your father's funeral. Now, myself, I had that opportunity, and I seized that opportunity, and I was so glad I was able to do that. Because there were so many times in in my life where the things I did uh, didn't bring glory or honor or anything to my father except uh, pain. And, and I probably brought him a lot of negative emotions by my action in my earlier days. But uh, later in life, as I began to get myself straightened out, uh, I was able to give a little... Made my father proud. I finally did a few things, and uh, I'm sure Robbie will will just really excel at at speaking at his father's funeral tomorrow. Um, also wanted to mention memorial contributions. Uh, Robbie has asked that the memorial contributions be made to Jesus Labor of Love, and uh, I have the address here. It's on the website, so if you don't get this written down today. It's on the website. That's Jesus Labor of Love, 238 S-A-U-R-A. That's Sara Lane in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. And I used to wonder about memorial contributions. I was like, you reckon that helps? Does that, does that help the family out? Well, I can tell you, uh, plain and simple, yes. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, when my son died, 
uh, we were able to raise a, a, a really nice amount for the Winston-Salem Rescue Mission. And uh, for me, it gave more significance to Rob's life and his death. And it put a positive spin on such a negative thing that we were able to raise money for a, a group that had helped so many people. And uh, it just really, really, really helped us out. It was good for our heads and everything. It was good for our hearts. It was good to know that, that God had led us to make a difference in people's lives through something as horrible as death. And uh, Jesus' labor of love is an awesome, awesome, awesome thing that Robbie started I can't remember how many years ago. I I can't tell you exact number of years, but I can remember when Robbie had, God laid that on his heart, and me, you, and Robbie met at a little restaurant down on, off of 109, I think, and he just shared the the vision and what God placed on his heart, and man, has that grown, and and, and if we get a second, I'd like to kind of throw something out there about labor of love and Jesus' labor of love and the importance of that and the impact. Talk about being doing a memorial for 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 Mr. Dillmore. He loved vehicles so much, and he also loved helping people. And later on, had such a huge impact through his church and stuff, and teaching, doing Sunday school. It's just a great opportunity. He sort of brings both of those passions together, helping people in Jesus' name and also helping people with their transportation needs and helping them with vehicles. You can't much beat that. I mean, that's, that's, that is a great memorial. When I saw that, that was one of the things that Robbie had set up for his dad. I just thought that was pretty darn awesome. Well, I, I think the same. Um, <clears throat> but I had always wondered, if the memorial contributions did anything for the family and and until I experienced it firsthand and now that's our hearts are in that have been placed firmly in that realm because we know what an impact it can have. I mean just just to see something something a little more positive come out of something that's so negative is it's really part part good. of the legacy that 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 deceased person is leaving i mean it just sort of builds on that legacy and also just sort of amplifies the impact that they've made in in an area well we're coming up on our break we'll be back in uh in a little bit and um hope you can make it remember our phone number uh excuse me <laughs> 866 348-7884 if you have any questions or comments give us a call we'll yep. be right back want to hear your story that's the important part of this morning we pray for blessings we pray for peace comfort for family protection while we sleep we pray for healing for prosperity we pray for your mighty hand to ease good morning <clears throat> you're back with the group here at uh, the christian car guy show um mentioned a while ago that Robbie lost his father this week and Jerry and I are here covering for him today and uh, 
being the trooper that he is and uh, going to do God's work no matter what. Robbie's at the boot camp this weekend, and he'll also be at the funeral home tonight and at the funeral tomorrow. And uh, I've always thought for a really long time that you can tell a lot about a man and his faith by the way he handles adversity. It's easy to be calm and faithful when everything is going great and sailing is smooth, but how someone responds to the storms that life can throw at us is the best way to tell who someone is and what they believe. The things I had thought to be true about my dear brother Robbie were confirmed this week by the strength and faith he displayed while sailing sailing through one of life's hurricanes. Thursday, I sent him a text just to let him know I was thinking of him and to ask him if there's any way I could help. He responds to me, Thanks, Bob. Just preparing for the first night of the boot camp. You doing my show with Jerry is huge. Thank you. God has this, but I'm foggy. Foggy. You know, here he is. So I sent him a message back. I said, "Uh, that's what I love about you. You stand in a Category 5 hurricane, but your faith has you calling it foggy. This man has such a faith. He has been through so many things. And this morning while I was preparing, and and sometimes I get a little nervous when I'm sitting in the big chair, you know. (laughs) It's easier to be the guest, you know. But the host, I get a little nervous sometimes. And then I was going over the, the words I had on this page, and I saw that, you know. And his faith gave me faith. He is a light that shines. And and. He's just a beacon of faith. He's been through so many things, and and he has just stood upright and handled whatever life has thrown at him with with just so much grace. I mean, the, there's some things that he has been through and just handled, and uh, and it just really, really, really does me good to to know that I have a friend that is that faithful. But um, I can't say enough about Robbie's faith and and the role model he's been for me. And, um, you know, he's just a beacon. Yeah, and, you know, in life it's kind of, you know, the people that I feel, who I feel sorry for are those who don't have that faith and don't have that assurance and, and know that whatever storm they're walking through, and it can be from from illness to death to our vehicle having, you know, one morning not cranking up or running out of gas or having a flat tire or the battery being dead is the fact that those who don't have that assurance, all of that is a Category 5 storm for them because there's no hope outside of the, the, the immediate moment. And God wants us to look outside of that. And God also tells us, you know, that he's going to prepare us to face those storms. He's going to be there to walk alongside us through the Holy Spirit and give us courage and strength. And, you know, that's, that's what, uh, as you said, that, that's what you see in Robbie. And that, that's pretty 
humbling to me, and that's you know that that's what I want to display, and that's the same thing, Bob. You want to display. You know, we just have to know that ultimately we can't control too much. <laughs> but the things that we can control, we need to make sure that we do it through the Holy Spirit working through us instead of just thinking this is the way I think it needs to be and think it's get a bigger hammer. Sort of that's what we do down in a shop that the joke is it won't come, just get a bigger hammer. Well, you don't do that. And same thing, we don't do that in life. We just got to make sure that we have the right tools and in, in our walk with Christ is having the right tools and having him and his word inside of us. Well, I've had the opportunity several times when um, it took strength greater than what I normally have. Some of the things I've been through, um, I've just had to call on resources that I didn't really didn't even know I had. Um, I, I've mentioned the fire so many times, and wow, I found strength to get through that, and and how. It came natural. It's like, you know, God was just holding me up. And it makes me feel bad about not trusting that I was going to be okay sitting in this chair today doing the show when God carried me through my business burning down. When God carried me through uh, the loss of my son. And, and then I doubt that I'm sitting here doubting this morning that uh, God was going to get me through the show. I'm like, wow, how how quickly we can forget what all he's done. I mean, he's carried me through all of that, and how can I doubt that he's going to get me through this too? And, yeah, uh, it, Jesus walking on water, you know, it's, okay, once uh, once we lose our focus and take our eye off of Christ, man, we're going we're gonna to drown in the world. <laughs> exactly. Um. Once again, just want to mention uh, the fact that Robbie lost his dad this week. Uh, the funeral is tomorrow at 3 o'clock at um, Central Baptist Church in Oak Ridge, North Carolina. Robbie will be speaking. Uh, he'd love to have anyone that can make it come out to the to the funeral tomorrow. And um, just if you can, if you're in the vicinity, I know Rob would, Robbie would love to have us all there. I'm going to be there. Uh, I just, he was there when my dad passed. You know, I can't tell you a whole lot of people that were there. I do remember him being there because his presence is, uh, easily known. And, uh, but great friend, great guy. Come out and see us, uh, see him tomorrow if you can. Uh, we've got a break coming up here. We'll be right back with the Christian Car Guy Show. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? everyone you're listening to the christian car guy show i want to mention one more time uh i'm bob young and jerry mathis is uh here with me in the studio today robbie's at a 
at a Christian boot camp for, um, excuse me, I got a little emotional there. That music kind of got me. But uh, Robbie's away today, and uh, he did lose his father this week. And um, just wanted to tell everybody that uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the Dillmore family, and especially our dear brother Robbie. But we're going to move back to the the original topic that I'd planned on before all the things changed. And uh, it's the prodigal vehicle. And I've learned more about the word prodigal and um, so much. And all this started on Ash Wednesday. I'm a Methodist, go to a Methodist church, and we observe Ash Wednesday. That's the beginning of Lent. And uh, many people in the Methodist church uh, give up something for Lent. Well, those of you that know me know that I have had a a love, a passion, an addiction of tobacco. I was a skull man for a lot of years. I used uh, smokeless tobacco. I dipped for years and years. I started out uh, on the baseball field as a, I guess, in high school with a big old chaw or red man in my in my jaw and. That's been a part of my life now. I've quit 113 times, but um, I have never taken my tobacco product of choice and laid it on the altar at church. But uh, Ash Wednesday, I carried my dip can up there. We took communion. We went over to the rail and kneeled down, and uh, I left that can of dip sitting right there. And since that time, um, let me see if I can remember. I believe it's two weeks, three days, six hours, and eight <laughs> minutes and 32 seconds. No, you're, not taking, you're not tracking out or keeping up with the right. <laughs> That's kind of a guesstimate. But uh, I, I have not had a dip in that amount of time. And I am not going to be foolish enough to say that I have got this, I am past this, um, tobacco is a hard thing to beat. It is tough. It's an addiction. It's just as, as tough as anything. But that's what I chose to give up for Lent. And I hope that after 40 days, I'm smart enough not to pick it back up because it's, it's just not a good thing. And, uh, I've had that habit long enough. But, um, as a part of our Lent, um, we have a it's a series at church it's a worship it's part of a worship series for Lent we've been studying the par- the parable of the prodigal son for years all my life i thought it was prodigal i thought it was c a l but it's prodigal and um i've learned so much about it and um it's just it's where I got the idea about the prodigal vehicle. Now, everybody's had one. Uh, everybody's had a vehicle that, that cost more to operate or cost more to run or sucked money. It was just a money pit. That truck we had that I talked about earlier, it was, 
It was not right for hauling junk. It had an aluminum bed on it. And now if a car has four nice, round, smooth tires on it, it might be okay to haul haul it on a aluminum bed. But most people that's going to be hauling junk cars, you know, some of the cars I got had no tires on them, no wheels, <laughs> you know. And when you'd pull them up on this aluminum bed, it would just peel the aluminum. You could see the little aluminum shavings after you got done. So when I first got it, I said, well, I'm going to protect this bed. I got me two big sheets of plywood, and I would take and stick those sheets of plywood under the car as I was pulling it up on there. And my buddy said, he said, that plywood won't last two weeks. I called him back after a while. And I told him, I said, you're wrong about that plywood. He says, oh, are you still using it? I said, no, it didn't last two weeks. It didn't last two days. <laughs> I got done with it. Well, we just did so much damage to the truck that we spent a lot of time welding on it and, and fixing on it. And it just seemed to be a never-ending thing. Y'all ever had a truck that just eat up more money than it made for you? Yeah, there's sometimes you get them and we think, man, okay, I know what. They'll say something's gone out on a truck, and I know exactly which truck they're going to be talking about. But you're talking about that truck, though, Bob, that you – I can – just sitting there telling those stories. I remember you pulling up in front of the, the, the body shop, and what kind of cars you got around here, and had a little fella sitting beside you. And, uh, man, it doesn't seem like how, – how many years ago has that been? Because it doesn't seem like that long ago, but as I'm sitting here – been 20, a few years. 23 years ago, I was in that, and the first piece I had was the uh, Old Falls Wrecker that I had because I ran the Wrecker for so many years, well, as long as I could stand it. Uh, but a Wrecker in the junk business, you know, like I say, so many junk cars have flat tires and no tires, and we always had to carry. I'd had Space Savers, the little spare tires that have uh, universal lug patterns on them, I'd have some of those on, but some you'd get somewhere and you'd try to get the car on, and and the record just wasn't the way for me to do things. I needed a rollback, and then the first rollback I got had an aluminum bed instead of a steel bed, and but you know it got us to where we were, and it got us by until we were able to to get what we needed. Now it's, uh, the 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 key ingredient of the the next truck we got. After we got to 109 and uh, realized that we did need something with a steel bed on it, was the steel bed. That was the key for, for hauling junk because, you know, you could pull it right up on there and it didn't matter if it had wheels. It wasn't going to peel the aluminum off of your truck and you wasn't going to have to be welding the cracks and all that again. And, you know, it, it, especially in the record business, I mean, it's so important to have the right equipment for the job. Because there's a lot of equipment out there that can get by, but to do it and to do it efficiently without causing damage, it doesn't matter if you're picking up junk cars or whatever, it's just having the right equipment to to get the job done. And that's something, you know, what the smart thing is when we sort of figure that out as we go, what's the best thing for what I'm trying to get done? Well, um, the story about the prodigal son um most of you have heard it through life, and, and, you know, it's just in case you hadn't, as a man has two sons. Uh, the man's younger son wants to get his inheritance while his father's still alive. He um, 
he gets his inheritance. He he takes it off and goes to a foreign country. He squanders every bit of it and uh, drinking and partying and and loose living. He just has the best old time in the world. He thinks and and uh, he just blows everything he has, every bit of his uh, inheritance. He just just boom, poof, gone. He finds himself homeless and penniless, hungry, and he had to take a job slopping the hogs. He was so hungry that the stuff he was feeding the hogs got to looking good to him, and he just got to thinking, wow, my dad has has people working for him, and maybe I can go back home and repent and apologize to my dad and ask forgiveness and see if if he would just take me back as a hired hand, not as a son, but just as a hired hand, because all of his hired hands have food to eat and clothes to wear. And um, just at the, at the mention of this story, I cringe. I, I, I get a limp going on. It changes my disposition, and you know, studying this for week after week has really been hard on me. It's took a toll on me, and I thought it was just me. But uh, after talking with some people at church after after the service, some conversations going on, and they say, "Well, I guess I'm limping out of church today." You know, I kind of thought that I was the only one that felt that way that that could relate to to foolishness and and disobedience and uh, having to slip back and ask ask God to forgive me. But we're coming up on another break. Uh, We'll be uh, back in just a little bit. If anyone has a story about a prodigal car, 866-348-7884. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Want to remind everybody, um, Robbie Dillmore lost his father this week. The funeral will be tomorrow at Central Baptist Church in Oak Ridge, North Carolina, at 3 o'clock. Robbie has asked that memorial contributions be made to Jesus' labor of love. I won't give you the address again, uh, but it is on the website, so you can go and and check on that. And, Jerry, could you share just a little bit more? I know we were right in the middle of something else, but this— Jesus labor of love, Robbie's idea. It was his. It was when he talked to us about it the first time. I was like thinking, "Well, that sounds good, but I just don't know if people's going to help." And and then he just found a plethora of help and and help in places where <clears throat> we're not really connected with. And all of a sudden, he's he's doing magic in places that 
you know, stuff that you know God's behind because it's working so well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, when we first had that idea, it was like, how in the word I couldn't wrap my mind. But he kept saying, but God, I've been praying about it, and God keeps telling me that it's going to work. It absolutely has. I mean, for one thing, God had to be in it, uh, and it is all about Jesus. And second thing, it had to be somebody who was sold out to it, and that was Robbie. But, yeah, you think about it, all the all the volunteer centers, I mean, repair centers that have stepped up and given free labor and stuff. And, and you know, the whole premise of this is for single moms or, you know, and I think it even reached out. There's other areas have helped other people, not just necessarily a single mom that are just in a crisis situation where really they get to the point where they feel like they're backed in a corner and there's there's no hope and just can't see how to get out of it. And I love one thing that Robbie always talks about when the applicants uh, apply and, and fill out the application and Robbie makes contact with them. One of the things that he always does is praise with them. And man, you just think about that when that you would, for one thing, asking for the help and then humble yourself to do prayer. And at that point, you're just saying, okay, I'm putting it all at the foot of the cross. I'm just praying that Jesus has a way to make this happen. And a lot of times, some of those requests, don't really know how they're going to happen, but God starts putting people in place. And you know what? Everybody listening this morning could be a part of that because you you know there's you can go to the website and there's a need for prayer warriors, people who will step up and just just pray for those situations. There's a, a always a need for resources as far as somebody you got a car sitting there that, that you've been saying I need to do something with the thing. It's sitting in the driveway. It's in my way. It runs. There's really nothing wrong with it. But you know I've I've moved on past that car. Man, that would be to you as a eyesore sitting there or something you wouldn't want to be driving around. But for somebody else, that's an answered prayer. So if you have a car that's just sitting there, donate it. Uh, I'd always say don't take money from your church, local church, because that, that is important money there. But if you're looking at it, I want to give a little more or something. You know what? Go on the website. You can donate. And if you have a repair facility and you're in one of the – the areas that this station is that that carries this and stuff, man, call Robbie and say, you know what, I've been looking how my company can can really help in the community. Step up and give them a call and get the information about being a repair facility in in your town, wherever that may be. I know there's always needs in Raleigh and and in Texas or or Florida, wherever it may be. There's somebody there that you can use Jesus labor of love to impact people for Christ. And that, that's, you know what, that's really what all of us should be all about and things. And you know, there's so many areas to be able to help. It isn't where I don't feel like I, I can help. Everybody can pray for somebody. It's huge what has happened and is happening. And, and uh, you know, people are getting behind it and have got behind it and, uh, and donated uh, the money. It, all of it is used for uh, to help these people, these uh, single moms and widows that are desperate, that that have a huge need for a vehicle. I mean, think about it. If you if your vehicle, if you could not get around and you had no way to get from here to there, how hard it would be. So remember, please help the Jesus labor of love. And Robbie, uh, one, I mean, I mean. 
Bob, one other thing that people, especially in today's time, how much of that money is really going to that ministry or to that that charity? And one thing I can I can sit right here and say it all goes to the absolutely. I mean, one hundred percent. There's no administrative yeah. fees or anything like that. So uh, your your money will be put to good use uh, for the intended purpose. No administrative fees or any of that. It's just uh, it goes straight to where it's supposed to, and Robbie sees to that. <clears throat> um, a moment ago, we were talking about the prodigal son and how talking uh, talking about it <clears throat> and discussing that at church had bothered me. And, you know, I thought when people heard the story, they uh, immediately all thought that uh, – the story was about me, just like I did. <laughs> you know, everybody's pointing at me, you know. But people can really relate to this story. And uh, I thought it was about me because of the massive amount of disappointment I brought to my earthly father as well as my heavenly father. I was just a bad person. I caused havoc, turmoil, it was just so much of a part of my life, you know. Nobody was proud of me. Uh, and and I thought that, you know, when they people thought prodigal son, they're thinking, ooh, that's Bob. <laughs> that's Bob. But it turns out that so many people carry these same feelings around that, you know, wow, I failed God. I failed my father. Uh, you know, I need forgiveness. I need to repent. But when I think back... My son, you know, he had his time. He had his moments, too, and he strayed away from my intended path I had planned out for him. And But it is so easy if we think about how easy it is for us to forgive our kids. We can have a more realistic view of God's desire and his willingness to forgive us. It's it doesn't take much for a parent to forgive their child. We're just looking for a little glimmer of hope that they're forgivable, you know, the, that they want to be forgiven. And um, when I started to look at it like that, it just helped me understand that how willing God is to forgive me for all the things I've done. I am forgiven. I don't have to ponder on the things that I did in the past. Although they haunt me a little bit, and I can't, I'd like to forget about them and never think about them again, but sometimes I get them out and play with them a little bit just to remind me not to go back to being that kind of person, you know, and I know I'm supposed to let it go, but uh, it's just not always that easy to do. Yes, we're human, and it's not It's not easy, and, and I don't know where you're going with that, but one thing, Parkinson, I just want to say, because where time slips away. I always love that story, and I think so many times I place myself as the oldest son. You know what? Where Am I going to humble myself and really realize that it's all about Jesus Christ and not about me? Where the oldest son is like, man, what in the world are we doing, Daddy? I mean, here it is. I've been here slaving myself. I've been sacrificing and you're going to bring him in, and he's going to be treated as an equal to me, and in a way, even better than me? Man, that just doesn't seem fair. It's a great story. It has a great meaning for so many 
so many different meanings in that story and so many ways that story has helped so many people to relate to their relationship to everything. want to remind everybody again about the Rob's dad's funeral tomorrow at the uh, Central Baptist Church in Oak Ridge, North Carolina. Thank you all for being here with us. Condolences to the Dillmore family. Love to everyone. Thank you for being a part of the show. You've been listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Thank you.